This meeting is being recorded. Call me a miss. Hey, take me a picture. Get right with you. Right with you. Hit like crystal. Like crystal. Right like tissue. White. Drink to a fish. Drink. Cut like sis. Cut. Boy got wisdom. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by Nalano Coastal Barbecue. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Galt. What's going on, Brett? What's up, man? Ready for a week? Got a good slate going on this weekend. Yep, we got a big Tuesday. CFP rankings uh, coming out while we're recording this here at 7 o'clock on the East Coast. So we'll pause in, hit that. And we got, speaking of that, we got the big cat with us, Kyler Gregory. Welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Hey, appreciate you having me back on, and uh, hopefully we can redeem ourselves from a pretty poor showing last year. If I remember correctly, you brought all the insight, all the stats, just the execution was not there. So you're just missing half of it. <laughs> hey, hopefully good good fortune falls back this way. Yeah, good vibes only. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Um, all right. So, KG, go ahead and give the listeners a recap of, you know, like – where, where you've been at this season, like killing the book, making it bleed, getting paid out weekly. Like you've been tearing it up. I've had a good year so far. So, um, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I've, I've already mentioned last year wasn't so hot for me. Had a strong showing so far this year. So uh, we'll see if we can carry it into this podcast. But um, having a lot of success in, in the NFL and, and college football here as well. Good, good. Very you, nice. you should have stayed off the show. If I if I would have done that, I would have told Marcus not to have you on because the the people come here and die with their picks. I, I've been seeing that here lately, and uh, I'm here to tell you the tide is turning. Um, just I've I've I kind of been treading water the last couple of weeks, so so we're due. Well, Frelano got it going for you. Um, four and two week for him last week. You guys want to go ahead and recap, or do you guys want to talk about what, what our predictions are for the top four in the CFP playoff before they officially release? Floor's open. I'd like to shout out for Lonzo on a great week. The man, the myth, the legend. All right, well, let's go ahead and do that, and then we'll hop back into it. So we are coming at you with week 10 locks. Let's recap week nine really quickly. The guests – Man of the hour, getting it done, Chris Frilano. Uh, four and two last week, four wins. Tennessee, first half, minus seven, never a sweat. TCU laying seven and a hook. Florida, Georgia, over 56 and a hook. Thank you, Georgia, because they scored a lot of points. And then Mizzou got it done on the field against his Gamecocks of South Carolina. They didn't even need the four points, and his two losses were pit plus three and a half. That game got away um, in the fourth quarter. Chapel Hill put their phone to gas. And then Louisiana Tech, with all his insider information, they did not cover the spread. So that is four wins, two losses for Chris Filano, uh, bringing the guests overall to 23 and 27 for the season. Um, so good job. For Lotto, he he's got the seat warm for you. He does. Try to get try to get us back to uh, five hundred in the guest. I got us. All right, that's the goal. And of course, Pipe and Hot Pick of the Week. Want to know? Now on Coastal Barbecue was on TCU laying seven and a hook. That hit as well uh, against the Mountaineers. Um, Brett, you want to go ahead and talk about that game? That game almost did not hit. Honestly, that game was thirty seconds away from not hitting. Yeah, we we played. The first half did not play well. Defensively, it was kind of back and forth. it was terrible. We, I mean, they were, they were getting 75-yard plays. Defense-wise, in the second half, we actually played well. Offensively, offensively we did not. But, I mean, I, we kept it a lot closer than I thought we were going to, to be honest. So, 
I'll take that as a win. But I mean, hey, if we were going to lose, I was hoping that we would that uh, TCU would cover. So at least that happened. But yeah, that was close to not covering. Well, one thing else you did right last week, you were three and two. So up a game, your three wins, TCU laying seven and a hook. Wake Louisville over 62. That was backdoored. But thank you, Wake, because they, the game shouldn't even hit. What happens to Wake? The game should have been in that position, but Wake did backdoor the over for us because that spread was ugly. And then Ole Miss got it done for you by half a point at a yeah. Were you sweating that? <laughs> I was, yeah. I mean, that was a close one. I'm not you got, you got a good number with the two and a half, that's for sure. I, th- I thought I did too. Yeah, I, I think the most disappointing thing of the whole week was, I mean, me and Marcus were hyping up Wake yeah. uh, whenever we did uh, last week. I mean, we were like, this is a no-brainer. And then they just blew the doors off. Of, I mean, my goodness. Which makes which makes this weekend's game, Wake Forest for Cincy State, a little more intriguing in my opinion. It definitely does. And we know uh, I'll be at the game – I think we all know probably who I'm betting on this week, and I, I believe Brett's probably betting on that game too, and maybe KG uh, to to be seen. But Brett, yeah, good three and two week. Um, you're one game away from 500. You are 25 and 26 on the season, so yeah, you're in the position. Let's get it done this week. I will. And then me, myself, and I. I was three and four to two losses on NC State. First half, I was kind of hoping for a push there. Instead, they kicked the field goal. They, they just couldn't punch it in on Thursday night. And then the 13 and a half was never in play. Um, I, I kind of went against my own principle, like betting on bad football teams. Luckily, they took Chambers out and put uh, MJ Morris in. I think he's going to have a pretty bright future at NC State. Yep. He showed that he's not afraid to push the ball down the field. Um, decent runner. If NC State can develop some weapons around him and get a little bit better of a running game. In the next few years, I think NC State's going to, you know, still be, you know, middle top of the ACC. But those two plays last week were terrible. So I started off 0-2, trickled into Saturday, hoping to go 5-0. Had two losses on Saturday. Uh, Wake, we already hit on in Ohio State, 15.5. Penn State, do you guys hear this? It's Penn State knocking at the back door. Kicked it in on me. Yeah, I did. that was actually a good game, honestly. I mean, if it wasn't for that defensive player just dominating Penn State, that game was going to be a lot closer than it actually showed. I mean, Penn State, in the first half there, in the third quarter, I was like, all right, Penn State might actually be able to pull this out. And then that dude just wrecked havoc, honestly. Yeah, the five stars showed up. <laughs> I never thought I'd say these words out loud, but if I were an Ohio State fan, I'd be very nervous about Michigan. Yeah, the the, the good thing for them is that's at Ohio State. Yeah, and that, and that, revenge on the mind. Yeah, yeah, that helps. But yeah, I'm like, I mean, I thought Ohio State was going to run away with it this year in the Big Ten, but they they don't look very. I wouldn't say obviously they look good, but I wouldn't say they look as much as as the hype is has been yeah um we're gonna need and one of our next few shows we're gonna need to uh, do a recap of the win totals because a lot of dust has already settled there uh, with only four games left um in the clip there's some teams whose fates are sealed and there's there's some wins out there but there's a decent amount of losses too so we'll we'll hit that for you next week or the week after and uh, let me read you off three wins uh, Auburn, Arkansas, over 61. Um, Arkansas offense looked very good. Auburn did 
you know, middle tier job, what I needed them to do to push that over. Uh, Wake Louisville already hit that. And then TCU, which everyone else was on, and seven and a half hit. So three and four a week leaves me at 39 and 37 overall for the season. Uh, after now and Coastal Barbecue, I am the leader. Uh, week overall, uh, 11 and eight in the syndicate for the season, up two games, 95 and 93. And we're looking to blow past that and leave that in the dust this week because the big cat's here and he's about to give us a bunch of good stuff. And we're going to hit that power parlay. It's 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 due. Yeah, let, I, I did want to hit that. I apologize. Um, my play is the only one that didn't hit. Uh, Wake did not get four done, but Wake Louisville overhit. Good job, Brad. Tennessee, uh, first half lane seven. Good pick for Long. And then, of course, TCU was a clean sweep across the board. So we were one leg away. Um, that was my bad leg. I guess I'll be the I'll be the limping dog. And we'll be back at it this week. Um, I believe that the rankings are starting to trickle out. It looks like LSU is at number 10. Um, they have Alabama coming into town this week. Uh, that game's in Death Valley. Uh, USC Trojans are number nine. Oregon's number eight. And number seven should be popping up here shortly if ESPN will give it to us. TCU is seven. You guys think that's low? That's way too low. I, I had a feeling they'd be around there. They're, I, they're just not getting much respect right now. That's kind of the main thing. They they can only hold on for so long, in my opinion. I mean, they the, every every game is, for them here the last month has just been crazy. And and Sonny Dykes is an American hero if you're backing TCU at this point. Like that that man had no business covering that West Virginia game last week, and he <laughs> he gave those uh, excuse me those TCU backers a lot of faith in that call. Yeah, kidding. Well, as the rankings come out, we'll continue to hit on them. Uh, we'll nickel and dial until we get all the way up to one, two, three, four. Uh, KG, you're the guest. You want to go ahead and uh, kick off the show? Well, thank you, gentlemen. I, um, I'm going to start us off on a Thursday night game. And, and Marcus, you might have a feeling where I'm going from this. I tried to give you a little insight on, on the fade that is Coastal Carolina. In my opinion, this is one of the uh, most overrated teams in the country. They are still banking on a lot of hype of what they've done the last two years. Um, I, I personally got it in at minus two and a half, but I would still take at minus three. Um, a lot of what's going on here is you are getting one of the worst performing teams at home. They are one, three and one against the spread. They are the 112th consistent team in the nation and the second luckiest. So I'm banking on a lot of good faith and fortune for our app state Mountaineers. Um, one thing obviously that that app does a, a really good job of is, is running the football and um, Coastal is 73rd in the nation allowing 154 yards. So I think that there is a chance for, for app to really move it on the ground and obviously having Chase Bryce is, is a good thing. Uh, there as well at QB. Um, kind of from a power rating standpoint, I I've got App State around 40th and, and Coastal around 60th. So there's a big gap there. And I really think that App State is going to show that they are the best team in the Sun Belt. Um, if you look at their schedule, they they've played North Carolina, who is arguably a top 10 team now. They played Texas AM and beat them um, at Texas as an AM when when they were the sixth best team. Now we know clearly they're not. But um, you play those games, you schedule those games to get you right for conference. And this is this is a coming out party, in my opinion, for App State. I, I've got them winning by around a touchdown at Coastal on Thursday night. 
Well, I do definitely agree. App State can run the football because when I took Georgia State two weeks ago, they ran it down their damn throat after halftime, and that screwed me when they wrote 14-0. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm not on it with you, but I, I like it for some Thursday action. I like the Nears. I think it's, I think it's an intriguing game. I think the, the only concern I have is, like, App State's been up and down this year. I mean – that that's the that's my main concern, but I think it's I think it should be a good game. Yeah, they've definitely been all over. They 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 got blown out by Texas State and digging in a little bit deeper in that box score. I'd say it's a little fluky. And then obviously giving up sixty three points to UNC really downgrades your defense. Yeah. But removing that kind of data point from the stats, they've they've got a top fifty defense. And I really again, I just I don't trust Coastal. I, I really don't. I think that they are a fraud. And and this is for the division. Whoever wins this is going to go to the conference championship game. So it's it's going to be a good one. I like it. Um, I know you said you got it at two and a half personally at three most places, but we'll give you two and a half if that's where you got it at. Um, I'm sure like at most like people's personal books, they can find it there. Um, let's pause and jump back to ESPN. So right now, Bama is sitting at six and Michigan is at five. Uh, Brett, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm watching it right now as we speak. Um, I mean, Alabama at six. I mean, listen, they love some Alabama. We know the committee loves Alabama. I think the main thing here is Clemson just came in at number four. That's big. Yeah, what do we think wow. about Clemson wow. ahead of Michigan? I mean, what's your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I'm mean, i actually kind of shocked because I know yeah. there's a lot of Big Ten favor throughout – all the networks and especially um especially the playoffs so i'm i'm kind of shocked to see clemson ahead of michigan especially i mean we saw them go against head-to-head with wake forest but after louisville just spanked wake forest it's kind of interesting uh, i'm just i'm kind of shocked i'm not gonna lie so here's my thought process i think that the committee is setting it up that the winners get in um i.e clemson has notre dame this week so if Clemson wins, they're probably going to hold serve to the ACC championship, and it looks like they're going to play Chapel Hill. And Chapel Hill hasn't seen a defense like this before, and they're going to get their tail beat, um, to say the least, in my opinion. So, and again, Michigan has Ohio State, and then the Big Ten championship for whoever comes on that on the West. So I really think they're setting it up for you know if you win, you're in, and you just got to hold serve at this point. So I hate to be that guy, but hot take coming. I- I can't stand this thing. I think it is the biggest waste of time. It makes for great debate and great TV, but just let these games play out and we will have another answer or know exactly where we're sitting here in, in a month. I, I mean, you, I don't know. Just, do you think that they should hold off a couple of weeks on releasing it? I do. Yeah. I mean, at this point we're what four games, maybe five games into conference play. And, you know, clearly in this Michigan state, or sorry, Michigan, Ohio State game, which is always the last game of the year. Like we're we're not we we won't know the Big Ten until that week. And the SEC is always a beast. So I don't know. It's just again, it's good TV, but just just not my niche. Yeah, I'd say looking at this, the final four is out now. Tennessee is number one, Ohio State number two, Georgia Bulldogs three, and the Clemson Tigers four. They're again, they're setting it up to just you win your games. If Georgia beats Tennessee this week in Athens, they're gonna jump to number one. Like, without a doubt. I think Ohio State has Northwestern, so that, that's not really going to help them yeah, I mean, in any sort of scenario. Ohio State's going to just – until the Michigan game – I mean, Michigan-Ohio State will figure itself out because neither of those teams are going to lose – I mean, the Big Ten sucks. It does. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's there's Penn State, but Penn State, they've already lost both of their big games. The other only – comp. 
like maybe Illinois is solid, but that's really it. I mean, the rest of the Big Ten sucks. So I'll, I'll tell you who benefited the work or you know got the the hamstrung here is is Tennessee. Like now Kirby Smart is going to put this on a bulletin board tomorrow and say everyone thinks we are the third best team and we're hosting Tennessee at home on Saturday. That's not good for Volunteers fans. No, it, not that there was any extra motivated needed, but. If, if I was TCU, I'd be pretty salty that Bama's number six and they're the number big, seven. The Big 12 never gets – I mean, let's be honest. The Big 12's kind of – they're knocking each other out. I mean, Oklahoma – like when TCU, TCU beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma was the top 20 team. Now look at them. When they beat um, Oklahoma State, they were a top, what, 10, 15 team? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State just got destroyed by Kansas State over the weekend. So I guess TCU beating maybe Kansas State's probably their best win right now. And that's a top 15 Kansas State team. I mean, the Big 12 is just beating each other out. TCU will have to go undefeated and win the Big 12 championship to probably even sniff it. And honestly, even if they go undefeated, they still might get left out. And and if they were to get in, their gift will be playing the best team in the country. Yeah. <laughs> they oh. will be the fourth seed, no doubt in my mind, if so, they were to get in at all. Two things here. Um, one's a joke because did you guys know that like NC State is playing a big part in this college football playoff? And what what do you mean? Their athletic directors, the committee chair. Oh, this yeah. is the closest that NC State will ever get to being yeah. in the college football playoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boo Corrigan is the, well, the committee so, chair for the next uh, yeah. handful of years. So, wow, they got Oklahoma State 18. North Carolina, 17. Illinois, 16. Illinois has one of the worst losses in the country. Syracuse in the top 20. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I think Syracuse deserves to stay. They have a big game against Pitt this week. But let's say a look at Chapel Hill at 17. Let's say if they do beat Clemson in the ACC championship, they're basically saying, Chapel Hill, you have no way to get in. Like, from 17 to 4, there's, there's no way they get in. They, they shouldn't have it. The Coastal is terrible. I mean, they, they should have no option to get it. Come on. The Coastal is awful. I mean, is they, they they put Wake Forest 21, NC State 22, Oregon they State. They gave a lot of respect to the ACC. I Texas was, in the Texas top. Texas is a generous word. Texas but. at 24. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I mean, the whole thing is, is the committee is putting UNC there at 17 because it's to help uh, Clemson benefit. That, that's mainly what it is because they're hoping that UNC can win out and make it maybe top 10 versus top five squad or whatever for the ACC championship. That's what they're hoping. I, I couldn't remember who Carolina lost, and so I had to go look it up. And, and Notre Dame. I remember you guys all being that on Carolina in that game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one more question, and then we'll hop back to the locks. Tennessee beats Georgia this weekend. They go to the SEC championship, lose to Alabama. Are they still in? If if ten wait who if Tennessee if Tennessee beats yeah. Georgia and they lose to Bama in the SEC championship, yeah, do they stay in the top four? Okay, so if Georgia beats Tennessee, goes to the SEC championship, loses to Bama, are they still in? Is who Tennessee? Georgia. If yes, yes, here's what's gonna happen. So Bama's coming back in. You think Bama's coming Bama's back? Bama's coming back in. If they win the SEC, 
In that scenario, if Georgia beat Tennessee, is undefeated, and p- plays Bama in the SEC championship, and Bama beats them, and all three of them have one loss, Tennessee's getting left out. So that would be Ohio. Let's say Ohio State beats Michigan, wins the Big Ten. That'd be Ohio State one, Bama two, Georgia three, Clemson four, maybe. Yeah, that's how I see it. With, I don't see really any way that four or three SEC teams are getting in, but they're going to leave Tennessee out. I mean, listen, they love Bama, they love Georgia, they love Clemson, and they love Ohio State. Tennessee, unfortunately, would get the wrong end of this of the deal there. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys agree with that? This is why I, I just like this this debate is so difficult because I don't think Clemson is gonna be undefeated. So I think by default they're gonna be eliminated. Wait, so so who is Clemson gonna lose to? The way that team – I'm going to the game next Saturday. I fully expect my mush to come in full effect. My dad will be there for the first time in like 35 years to go back on campus. I don't know. I I, I just – I still don't see them as a very good team. Yeah, I don't uh, either. They're still missing something, but yeah. I don't they know. They do go to South Bend this weekend, which is honestly an intriguing matchup. I know Notre Dame is blah right now. Like they, they beat the second best team in the ACC already. I know. So I mean, it, it's an it's an interesting game, honestly. And Clemson's defense, especially their pass defense, is not that great. So, no. they, well, they they look good against first rounder Levis. Yeah, first rounder <laughs> Levis. <laughs> but I mean, so that's an intriguing game. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. This, this weekend is going to show a lot for the rest of the season. I'm kind of disappointed that Boo Corrigan isn't wearing an NC State pin to uh, give them clout. <laughs> but uh, let, let's get what, back. What color tie does he have on? Uh, I think it was blue. Yeah, uh, something like that. Let's see. Yep, blue. Mm-hmm. Neutral. It should have been red. <laughs> uh, no, that's what I was thinking he'd have. Damn Boo. All right, Brett. Um, Kyler, you have App uh, laying two and a hook against Coastal Carolina. You can give me the three. The three is widely available. The two and a half is gone. So give me the, give me the three. Okay. I'll give you the three. Um, Brett, go ahead. You're up. I mean, you know, this year I'm fading West Virginia. I I saw it at the, we're uh, going to Ames. We never play well at Ames. I know Iowa State's not that good this year, but we always lose in Ames and we never be able. We're never able to score the ball. I don't like West Virginia to cover the uh, seven here. So I'm going to go Iowa State. All right, Brett. I'm on the opposite side of you. I, I saw that. I'm kind of shocked. I, I, I like to hear your reasoning behind this. So I, a couple things here. I think West Virginia is going to win at least one more game. I see this as one of the more winnable games on their season. I also said earlier in the season, I don't think anyone in the Big 12 is a touchdown better than anyone else in the Big 12 on any given weekend. So if I can get seven and a hook, I love that value right there. Um, Iowa State just struggles this year. They're not nearly as good um, as I think typically. Um, let's see the the previous history. You said West Virginia doesn't play well in Ames, and it looks like one, two. Yeah, they. I mean, the last two times they both went there. They I haven't. Told you, I told yeah. you we we do not play well in Ames. They they haven't got it done. But also, if you look at Iowa State, I mean, they beat like Oklahoma last week. Like Texas got them. Kansas State got them. Kansas. I mean, dude, come on. West Virginia can cover a touchdown and a hook here. Um, I I love the Mountaineers. It, it, I think this. 
I like every other fade West Virginia play you've had this year except this one because Iowa State, they're not a good football team. Yeah, but we're not either. But I, I think you guys have more athletes and a little – I wouldn't say more talent. I like your offense more, and I think that's uh, – I, I don't know. Game. I haven't. I wish you best, the best of luck on this, guys, because I, I want no business of this game. This is two terrible football teams. They are combined one and nine in the Big 12, but I absolutely love that you guys are on the opposite side here. Yeah, Brett, I'm taking the ball. What, are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead ass here. Do you, I watch every freaking game for, for some strange reason. I don't know why I do it anymore, but we just, we're not good. We are just not a good football team, and we never play well there. Never. I don't know what it is, but we always struggle there. And our offense has not been that great lately. So, um, Okay, well, I'll give one more play because, Brett, I think you only have three. KG has four and a couple possibles. So I think I have more than um, you guys. I'm going to keep us in the Big 12, and we're going to see the Longhorns play. Uh, where are they at? All right, yeah, they're traveling to Kansas State, going to Manhattan. I like Texas here. I love Texas in the spot. I think Texas is due for a win. Quinn Ewers still looks really good. I think this is a pretty good time to catch Kansas State sleeping after they blew out the pokes last week. Are they going to, like, get up? Are their heads a little too high? Are they still the that the parties from last Saturday night? We don't know what's going on there. And, again, no one in the Big 12 is that much better than anybody. So, you know, the five stars may show up for Texas – Sark may call a great game. Um, I believe he has it like deep down in him. Kansas State's been a good story. Kind of thing they're going to turn into a pumpkin right here in a little bit of a hangover game. So uh, I'll take the Longhorns laying two and a, two and a hook. I, I have been far away from this one. Most obscure thing of my life is that I have to travel fairly regularly to Manhattan, Kansas. And so I get to witness that the passion of those purple – psychos in in manhattan kansas and i would be nervous marcus that and, and only because the way that kansas state has been playing here they, they've obviously got adrian martinez who is a completely different uh dynamic and i'm blanking on that guy's backup quarterback name he can throw it it's a very difficult matchup to to game plan for only because they've got two very strong quarterbacks so i don't i don't know that which way they're trending if martinez is going to play or not I do. I would agree with you. I do think Texas seems like the right side here. Um, they are. They they're damn good in my opinion. I, I think they they could be better than they show. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, they they could definitely be better than they show. And it, dude, they they gotta show it. They like. I mean, they, would you say that Quinn Ewers out of the three, two at Kansas State and him is he the best quarterback between them all? Yeah, but oh, yeah. Texas, yeah. Texas just – I don't know. Texas is back and forth, though, you know? They just don't know what they're going to do on a weekly basis. Uh, I I mean, they almost lost to uh, Iowa State a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, they did. I mean, I so – Texas off a bye? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they played last week. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely plays in your favor there, Marcus. So I, I, I'll, I'll say I'm on the viewer's note, like, he better get that – going because Archie Manning is coming. He's he's enrolling in January. I don't know if you guys saw that yet or not, but yeah. Is that's, he really uh, that season's going to get nice and warm for him. He's he about slinging. He's a gunslinger. I wish you luck on that, though. 
I appreciate it. All right, so my two plays right there. Uh, on the other side of Brett, I have West Virginia catching seven and a hook. Brett has him laying seven and a hook. And then I have Texas, uh, two and a half point favorite in Manhattan. Uh, KG, uh, take, take the floor. All right, guys. So go ahead and hold your noses. This one's pretty ugly. Um, I, I think the consensus here is three and a half, but I am going to be backing Texas A&M at home with Florida coming into town. Um, a lot of this is just kind of my general play in, in college football. Jimbo Fisher right now is getting absolutely crushed in the media. People are calling for his firing. He inserts a freshman quarterback last week who throws for 338 yards in his debut. Um, you know, Mississippi's D prior to that game was a top 20 unit. So I think that he can show very well coming back into home. And Florida's defense is atrocious, stopping the run. They're averaging more than five yards per carry and over 200 rushing yards per game. Both those numbers are north of about 120th in the nation. So coming home, freshman quarterback uh, kind of stepping in the fold can rely a little bit more on that running game. Um, and also, you know, kind of it's really more of a fade on Florida at this point, playing their yeah. their rival of Georgia, getting absolutely destroyed in the trenches, playing 80 snaps on defense last week. Oh, and by the way, their coach just kicked off their fifth leading tackler and second in sacks. Just I don't know if that was today or yesterday. I saw that. And generally, yeah. And I think that Florida has the worst skilled positions in the SEC. Um, you, could, you could throw Vanderbilt in there, but I don't know. I just don't think Florida is very good this year. And um, it just screams to me like this is a great, great spot to finally get back right for Jimbo and, and the boys in uh, Texas A&M. Yep, get you three and a half. Yeah, yeah they've got to, they've got to beat Florida and Auburn or LSU to get bowl eligible. They've got a cupcake on their schedule, so they're not even bowl eligible. I think we really get their best effort. They'll be Auburn. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, it's. I don't think we're gonna get our buddy Joel is a big Florida fan. I don't think we're gonna get him on this year. I think I think he's in a bad place right now. Texas A&M's not, not too sound uh, on their run defense. They, they're on the pa like passing. They don't give up anything. So if they had a competent offense this year, yeah, they, they'd be a top 10 team right now. And I, I really think this freshman is, is going to, going to do it for him. I mean, obviously it's too late to save their season, but you know, if he shows promise, watch, I gosh, everyone says it every year, but watch out for A&M next year. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Watch out for AM next year. All right, uh, Texas AM laying three and a hook. Brett, you only have two more plays, so do you want to uh, hop over you this, this go around, or are you going to throw another one on? What you thinking? You, you go ahead, you, you go throw another one on. All right, um, I've been wanting to play this for a while. Um, we know uh, our buddy Chase Severino, nominal coastal barbecue, uh, keeping the lights on on the show. He's a big Marshall fan. Uh, Marshall, I don't think that they're a good football team. He even kind of said, uh, you know, like Marshall has like high highs, but they have pretty low lows. Like after they beat uh, Notre Dame early on in the season, they, didn't they lose to Bowling Green? Dave, Marshall has been one of the most inconsistent teams this year. They beat who they shouldn't beat, and they lose to who they should beat. They're a complete like opposite side of the pillow team. 
Uh, Old Dominion as a home dog. We saw Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech earlier this season. Um, they, they also, yeah, they, yeah, they they beat Coastal. They lost to Virginia by two points. I don't think a lot of teams. I think ODU's in Norfolk, maybe or somewhere around there. Um, I don't think a lot of teams want to go to Norfolk and like see the Monarchs there. So I'll take a home dog all day. Who who's consistently played well at home this year? Looks like the best number I can get is three. So give me the Monarchs uh, catching three at home. I, I don't know which Marshall team is going to show up. I, I don't. I don't think that they're very good. Let's look at their last ten. Yeah, beat Coastal, beat JMU, lost to Louisiana Lafayette, lost to Troy, lost to Bowling Green. Um, I mean, dude, like they're just all over the damn place. You don't. You don't know where they're going to land. So, um, yeah, give me the home dog. That was very close to making my card as well. I, I totally agree with 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 that play. I'm not going to lock it up with you, but I, I do think that's the right side. I'd even take the money line. <laughs> oh, this is definitely a money line play for sure. Absolutely. All right, uh, KG, uh, the floor is yours, and then we'll hop back to Brett. All right. Um, so I am going to, again, you'll, you'll find the theme here. Around this time, you, you find some teams that – Hey, maybe I've been overrated, won some games they shouldn't have, and maybe then maybe they're quitting. But um, I am going to be fading Indiana quite a bit down the stretch. And so when I see Penn State under two touchdowns, I think it actually is 14 now. I'm hammering Penn State. This is my favorite bet of the week. If you can get it under two, 14, I love it. I still do. I would bet it up to 14. But gosh, this this Indiana team stinks. Um, they started out three and zero, and and listen to this win probability. So they had an eighty five percent win, or I guess their opposing team, Illinois, had an eighty five percent win probability with a minute and a half to go. Um, then they beat them. They beat them week one, and Illinois is now a top twenty team. That makes no sense to me. They also played Western Kentucky at home, and Western Kentucky had a ninety six win percent probability with three and a half minutes to go. They won both those games. Um, they've also gotten the benefit of playing Maryland when Tua's brother got hurt. They still lost the game, but I mean, this is just, it's, they've gotten so much luck this year. Oh, and by the way, their leading receiver who has 27% of their receiving yards on the year just tore his ACL. There's no other receiver on the roster who has 20 plus or 300 more yards receiving. So I have no idea how they're going to move the ball through the air. And I would say that Penn State's pasty is one of the best in the nation. They didn't show statistically. Um, you know, they, they did have the, the downside of playing C.J. Stroud last week. But actually, I could not believe this either. But Indiana throws at the second highest rate of any team in the nation. They just lost their best receiver. And they also Indiana has thrown nine interceptions year to date and Penn State already has six or seven, excuse me, seven interceptions on defense. It would not shock me to see Indiana throw two interceptions. And this game is going to be like 35 to 14. I, I love this play. I, I don't think Indiana stands a chance. My only concern here is, is Penn State has gone through the gauntlet of their schedule. Um, there's not a lot left on it as far as good teams. So maybe they come out a little flat, but Indiana won three straight and they've lost five straight and, and, Penn State beat them 24 nothing last year. So, yeah, and this is my favorite play of the week. This will be in the power par play, power parlay, excuse me. Um, love Penn State here. I like it. I love the breakdown. Um, 
Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks that 14 is a consensus number just about everywhere you look. 13 and a half would be like that. That that's juicy. You you don't even need to buy it. I, I like it. Um damn. Mm. I think at the, I think at the worst you're pushing here because Indiana gets some garbage <laughs> touchdown late. Like yeah, they're lucky. The concern would be a push, honestly. That's how confident I feel in this one. So everyone at home, go ahead and fade the hell out of it. Bet Indiana, probably on the money line, but I, I feel great about Penn State. All right, cool. I like it. All right, Brett, you're up. All right. Um, going to the ACC, uh, UNC is traveling to Virginia. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. This, this Virginia team is just not good. I mean, they're terrible. I mean, did you guys see the final score of that uh, Miami-Virginia game in four overtimes or whatever? Yeah, it was ridiculously I mean, low. I mean, that is – it was 6-6 going to overtime, I think. Frank Beamer was smiling so much. I know. <laughs> yep. I mean, this Virginia team is just not good. I, I I like what UNC is doing right now. I like Drake May at quarterback. Their defense is actually playing a little better right now, uh, better than it was at the beginning of the season. I like them to win this game by four, by two touchdowns. So I, I like I like the Tar Heels here in this in this position. All right, you like it as seven and a hook? Yes, I'd agree with you. I'm not locking it up as well, but this one it got steamed out to like minus ten, and it's now back down to seven and a half. And and I don't don't follow that movement at all. I'm with you. I, I think Virginia stinks, and Carolina looks as good as they have in a decade. I mean, gosh, yeah. Vir- Virginia does stink. I'd be interested to see how well Virginia does against – or how well they run the ball. Um, I know Brennan Armstrong hasn't, like, slung it nearly as good as he has, like, the last, like, two years. But um, Abana Kanda was running all over Chapel Hill last week. Like, they could not stop him. He was getting touchdown, touchdown. And, of course, he drank man the offense, like, killed away late. I like the play. I, I think it's pretty safe. Chapel Hill on the road, I feel like, is a little volatile. Um, yeah, it, like, it, it, like we know. Whenever we need them, they don't show up for us. So yeah, that, that, uh, I'm that done is with true. That, that's true. But they, I, they travel to Wake next week. Not calling that a rivalry game by any means, but who knows what they're thinking ahead? I, 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 gosh, I just I, I totally agree with you, Brad. I, I just don't think Virginia is good. That that next week, I can tell you, I'm taking the over on the UNC Wake game. Yes. Oh Love yes. It. No, I'll I'd take that at like seventy and a hook. Seventy one. I'm gonna say over. anything above seventy. Oh, yeah. Getting bet. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, uh, my turn. Let's I'll go to the big game. let's go to the biggest game of the week. Um the game of the week for half a distance to the goal. The volunteers of Tennessee traveling to Athens to play the Georgia Bulldogs. Tennessee seven and one against the spread this year. Georgia six and two against the spread this year. 95% of the money on the Vols. Vegas, do they know something's up? Nah. Lay the point or catch the points. Take the balls. Uh uh, too much offense. I love George's defense. Stetson Bennett has been a little like yippy this year. We've seen him look really, really good at times, and we've seen him look like pretty bad. Um, but I mean, most of the time, pretty average Stetson Bennett. I think it's safe to say that. Although he won a national championship last year, Hendon Hooker's probably the best quarterback in this game. I think you can say that Tennessee probably has the best receiver in Jalen Hyatt. Georgia clearly has the best defense, but Tennessee scores so fast. I think that they're going to have a decent amount of possessions. I think Tennessee uh, money line is a very good play here. I think that they go in there and beat Georgia, quite honestly. But I mean, worst case, let's say they lose by a touchdown, point and a hook in insurance. Give me the balls. I'm taking an eight and a half. 
I'm staying away from this one. I, You're scared I of this? Yeah. So he, here's here's my thing. The big wins besides the LSU game at LSU, but also wasn't that was a noon game, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was a new game, and we know LSU just it's it's eleven o'clock time there, and they just don't get up. So the biggest games, Bama, Kentucky, Florida, were all at Tennessee. Okay, this game is in Athens, and that that's what I, I just think. Are they going to be able to overcome that adversity? I mean, this is this is definitely the biggest game of the year so far. I just I don't know. I don't know. There's there's just so much that could go on here. Is Georgia going to play well? Is Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett going to play well? I mean, this Tennessee defense can – you can score on them pretty easily. I mean, let, let's be honest there. So, I think this game could go back and forth. I just – I'm staying away from this one just because it's away. And I just – I don't know. I so, think it's a great game. But it, it worries me. KG, before I let you go, I do have to say – Brock Bowers is going to have probably 200 receiving yards. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. That, but outside of Brock Bowers, I don't think Georgia throws the ball like that well. I think they run it well. It was Tennessee's best, like, strength on defense. They stop the run. They get after you. And, I mean, they pressure the quarterback pretty well in the past, too, although, like, the, the coverage is, I mean, completely different story. I, I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee in the matchup here. I mean, if they can lock up Brock Bowers, which, good luck, probably won't happen – I still think they have a fair shot at winning the game. I mean, so are you taking the cover and the win? You think they're going to come out winning? Yeah, I think Tennessee wins this, maybe stumbles in the SEC championship and still makes the CFP. I would see that there are a lot of signs that point to backing Tennessee. Um, who the hell has – who is Georgia? I mean, they, they haven't played – a soul outside of Oregon in week one, who was their former defensive coordinator. So Kirby smart read him like a book. That game was over in the first quarter. And since that point, the best team they played is Florida or maybe Missouri. I mean, I don't really know if, if Georgia is nearly as good. They just lost their best pass rusher for a torn peck today. Yeah. Um, all the signs to me screen backing the volunteers as confident as that sounded. I'm staying away myself. I will have plenty of Bud Lights and enjoy this one. Yeah. And I wish you the best on, on Tennessee, but that, that would certainly be the side I'd lean. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think this screams Tennessee and that's what worries me it is we're all screaming Tennessee right now. And Georgia, yeah. Georgia is kind of under the radar right now. And they are, at- and they got ranked third. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're going to have a lot of say in this. I mean, they're gonna be fired up for this one. So I don't know. I, this is gonna be a hell of a game, though, and I'm excited. Eight and a half just seems like a lot. Like if so, Tennessee beats Bama at home by three. If if we were to put the Bama team name on this game, there's no way this is eight and a half, right? Mm, probably not. I pro- I'd say probably what, probably four. I think I would I'd say under a touchdown for sure. I'd say so again, it's just I don't know. Eight and a half seems like a lot, especially with with like you've touched on the offense of Tennessee. I mean, that score is in play here. If Georgia were to go up 14, I, I don't have a doubt that that Hooker could get it done to get us, get yeah. us home with, with, you know, 
taking that from a 14 point loss to a seven. So I, I really like the eight and a half. I'm almost talking myself to follow you, Marcus, as we speak. See, and when I think about worst case scenario in this game, I see Tennessee getting a late score, trying for an onside kick, may not get it, but the game may be like seven points like there. And Georgia just going to like run it out, take a knee, be pretty conservative. Like Kirby in these big games, Kirby just really tries to, you know, just get out of there conservatively, like with the win. He doesn't really ever go balls to the wall and open it up like Georgia, like pretty much all season. And that's why and give or take their defense is disgusting, but they get up early and then they just cruise. I don't really think that they'll get up early. So I don't think they can cruise. I think it's going to be a dog fight, a dog fight within eight and a half. I want it all day. Candidly, I did not watch the Kentucky game. I was on Kentucky, and as soon as I checked my phone, I, I was pissed. But that game was over and dead. I think I think it's we're, we're on to something here with Tennessee's defense. Like I'm not saying Kentucky is all worldly by any means, but holding them to six points, Tennessee's D might might be coming around a little bit here. That game was never close. No, it wasn't. I mean, and they they took down first round Will Levis pretty well there. I mean. That's a future NFL quarterback right there. All right, uh, KG, do you have you th you thinking about throwing on some of your extras, or you have one more? What you thinking? Yeah, I've got a couple for sure that I'll fire away. Um, not not as confident in these, but just from a number standpoint, I, I I don't understand. It's ugly again, but South Carolina laying seven on the road at Vanderbilt. Oh, you're doing that. I'm doing it. I'm getting behind it. Um, Vanderbilt's defense is is north of 100 in, in ranking, and I'm believing that Spencer Rattler, when facing a terrible defense, is an okay quarterback. South Carolina's defense seems to me like they're they're coming on a little bit. Um, it, it, again, it's 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 ugly, but seven is too low. I, I make this game nine and a half. So from a value standpoint, I, I've got to take uh, South Carolina here. I don't hate the play. I think Beamer gets his boys ready. They bounce back. It, Vandy, they can't have too many more home games. They, I don't. Yeah, I, I like I like the Gamecocks here. I, I would side with you. Not playing it because college football's stupid. Um, <laughs> but good luck. I think you're on the right side. It's gonna be one that I'm certainly not watching. Um, you know, it'll be checking the phone every five to ten minutes because I want no part of watching that game. But man, it just—is Vandy really, really gonna get a not necessarily a win, but keep this SEC game closed? I'll believe it when I see it, and and I'll put my money against it. All right, um, Brett, you still have one more confirmed. One more. Yeah, go ahead because the dogs are staring at me, so I had to feed them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll milk, we'll milk some clock. All right, where do I want to go? There's two games in the ACC I have not played yet. Um, let's go to South Bend. Uh, KG, Brett, you probably know what side I'm on. Hate Notre Dame, hate everything about them. It looks like a lot of the money is on Clemson. For this, I, I don't know. The, what, what we're looking at on the screen right here, it looks like it opened at five and a half and it's down to four. I saw this open around like three three and a half and get up to four. So split the difference in the middle. Uh, Clemson wins this by 10. I, I see, I see Notre Dame offense will not be able to do anything against Clemson in deep like Dabo, as we've seen, he's not afraid to pull DJ and put Kate in. If it does get close, I definitely see Clemson winning by at least a touchdown. Uh, four seems very, very low. I think Notre Dame's about to get exposed for who they are. 
I mean, they've already been exposed for who they are. Marshall, Stanford, like, let, let's be real. They, they're playing a very good, sound, like, disciplined football team. They won't be able to hang. Lay, lay the four. This game scares me, too. It, it just – I don't know. There's something about this game. If, if I'm a Clemson fan, I'm worried for this one. I know Notre Dame is not how they've been the past couple of years, but Clemson, I don't know. I'm, I haven't really been impressed. I mean, that Syracuse game, I really thought they were going to come out and dominate that game, and they potentially could have lost that game easily. And I know Notre Dame offensively just is not that great, but they have a solid defense. I'm, I'm wondering if DJ gets the uh, gets the bench if they're not playing well and Klubnik comes in for good. I th- that get, that would not surprise me, but I don't know this one. This one just feels eerie to me if I'm a Clemson fan. And even like Klubnik when he got in against um, Syracuse, KG's boys, the Orange. He didn't do that much, but I mean, Will Shipley did. I mean, yeah, but Clemson's he didn't have to. If they play this game 10 times, Clemson wins by a touchdown, at least seven of them, right? As an advocate, loyal, never watching Syracuse football, I I can tell you from afar, for whatever reason, they play Clemson close every year. They they beat them three years ago and had no business winning that game. I mean, I would I'd kind of remove that data point because I for whatever it is it, it is Dino Babers gets that team fired up to play Clemson. Um but to to your guys' point, like this this does make me a little nervous. And when you said it opened five, Marcus, oddly enough, you, you could have middled this game right from the get-go. Like this, I saw a three and a half on a book and an eight and a half. So you could yeah. be sitting really nice. I, I don't know how you know, bookmakers are so far off on their odds with that. Um, but I'm also locking it up with you, Marcus. I am on Clemson minus four myself. Um, I, I, gosh, I, I just – I think Clemson has turned a page. The The only way that Notre Dame wins or moves the football is in the trenches, and I, I don't think that they're going to bully Clemson's D-line. We know it as one of the best in the nation. I, I generally don't see them – Scoring a lot, um, but to your guys' point with DJ, I, I would love Klubnik to get in there and just go ahead and move on from DJ. That that would be my two cents on the matter, but I I, I just – I make this game six. So um, anything under that for me, four, I'm, I'm, I'm betting it. Let's ride. Not Broncos country, but let's ride. <laughs> All right, uh, so I have one more. KG, you have one to two more. Brett, I know you have one. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Brett, you go, I'll go, and KG, you can give us your last one or two that you have left. I know where Brett's going. I'm going to type it in. You you don't know where – because that's not where I'm going. Oh, man. Where, where are we at? I'm going to Big 12 country. I'm going Baylor at Oklahoma. Um, both teams, solid offenses. Both teams, not great defenses. I got the over under at 58 and a half. Give me the over. I think this is a back and forth game. I could see a 40 to 35 kind of game. So I, I can get 57 and a half. 57 and a half, baby. I, I think it's an easy call right here. I mean, I think there's. I, I like that a look a lot, Brett. That wasn't on my radar, but but you're so right. I mean, Oklahoma's defense can't stop a soul. Yeah, and Baylor's defense. Uh, we 
West Virginia put up 43 on Baylor's defense. So that's all you need to know. Holy cow. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I, I think this could easily be a 40 35, 45 40 kind of game here. Brett, was it last week or two weeks ago? We said it needs to be principal. Any Big 12 total in the 50s, take the over. Yeah. I, I yeah, I agree. The, the, uh, it was the TCU. Who are they? Who's TCU playing this week? I forgot. But I was thinking about that one too. But that one was just. It, it's, it's generally it's, Texas it feels Tech. it feels so good, Brett. I, I, I was thinking about that over under too because Texas Tech can score too. But I, at TCU, I just stayed away from it. But um, so I assume you're going NC State Wake. Um, yeah, but I'm locking up that Baylor Oklahoma over 57 and a half with you. It's principal. I mean, we called it. And last week, when Ferlano played the Tennessee first half, laying seven, I wanted it badly and I didn't take it and it hit. Like, damn it. <laughs> but I'm not missing out this week. I love that, Brett. Ferlano never misses, though. So to be fair. Yeah, he, he, he makes all the shots. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see if you can talk me into this next game here. All right. And I, I think I will be able to. So, Wake, uh, they're going up to Carter-Finley. NCC has two more home games. We have this and I think Boston College next week, and then they're on the road at Louisville, on the road at Chapel Hill. We'll be at that game uh, more than likely. So, opened up, like, three-point game. Wish we could have grabbed it then. It looks like the best number I can get for Wake now is four and a hook. So, I'll take it there. What they did last week is not sustainable. If you watch college football, like Miami, for example, Miami turned the ball over so many times um, who, when they played UVA. No, who who did Miami have when they did the eight turnovers? Um, Hold on. They had Duke. Yeah, it was Duke. Oh, Duke right. beat them. They had eight turnovers. And then next week against Virginia, I mean, they still weren't good, but they had turned the ball over eight times. Wake cannot reproduce that performance again. Um, if you look at it, Louisville didn't even, like, really scheme, like, Wake that well. They just happened to be, like, in the right place at the right time. Uh, Wake had a couple fumbles. Sam Hartman threw a couple bad balls, a tip pass here or there. Louisville executed very well, but I'd say for what they did, not repeatable. Um, I know Wake's going to get after it in practice this week. Wake's going to throw up in the 40s on NC State, and I know this is a really good NC State defense that we've been high on, but the mesh offense. 40s? Yeah, I think Wake throw, Wake throws up at least like 38. Oh, so you got to be all over the under over under in this thing. Um, I thought about it, but I don't Wake. trust MJ Morris just yet. I know Wake's I know. defense is leaky. Wake's defense is not that great, though, either. Yeah, they, they're they're not, that's they're what not I was – but I think I think Wake wins this game by like seventeen. I, I can I see Carter seventeen, dude. Really? I, I see a really? lot of NC State fans not coming back after halftime. No, wow, that I, defense. I, I think I think the, yeah. The one main concern I did have is what did Virginia Tech do well? They threw the ball down the field. Yeah. And that, yep. that that's what their big plays were. And what does Wake Forest do well? They throw the ball down the field. So. And they got it. They got. I mean, Perry's a great wide receiver. They have dudes at wide receiver. Dude, they have the best wide receiving core in the in the ACC. At Perry, Jamal Banks, Donovan Green. Donovan Green's a dog. Like they, NC State won't be in position at the right times to stop this. I mean, and wait, they do the mesh. They'll lull you to sleep. 
big shot over the top. All right, put put me on this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would be there. worried because Sam Harton apparently has trouble throwing it to teams that wear black and white, or excuse me, red and white or black, whatever color Louisville was wearing last week. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't kidding, but it's it's not repeatable. Wait, they may get or NC State may get two takeaways this game, but they're too good of a football team. Last week was an anomaly. Just take it out. Man, wow. I mean, if you think it's if you think they're going to score 38, then I feel like – I feel like – I don't know. I think NC State can score. Can I, Tim Beck they, call a game to put NC State in the 40s if they need to? What about a 38-25 kind of game or 38-20 game? I think that's feasible. I, I can, mean, they, they get you the over then. Yeah, but I don't want to rely on a true freshman – I know, I know. But I, I think – I mean, Wake Forest's defense is leaky, like we said. And they finally allowed him to throw the ball down the field. And we haven't seen that all year. Even with Leary, we didn't see that. No, I don't think that they allowed him. I think he just did it. Well, I mean, that, and it worked. And you would, you see what happens when you throw the ball down the field? I mean, and that's what NC State's been lacking this whole year. You know what? Put me over. You want the over two? Uh, let's see the best number we can get you. Yes, fifty-four. Yes, I'm probably I'm probably gonna lose these two games now. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I think the over is a safe play. I really do. I see like a 38-17, 38-20 kind of game. NC State offense is just if it's the corner, man. I, I can't person, stand Tim Beck. He, he is holding. He was holding Devin Leary back. That whole offense. Tim Beck needs yeah. to go. Dave Dorn needs to get rid of him. Honestly, I don't yeah. know if he hasn't yet. And Tim Beck was fired from Texas. And for we, reason, yeah, we got the sloppy seconds. Yeah. All right. So my play, or me and Brett both on our Wake Forest land four and a hook, and Brett is on the Wake Forest NC State over fifty four. And that empties me out. Uh, Brett, I know you're emptied out because you threw those two on. So, uh, KG, give us as many as you want, man. Well, that's it's kind of a good transition here because you guys are all talking about the bounce back from Wake Forest, and I'm going the exact opposite way and playing the opposite side of fading Louisville. Um, I am going to be taking James Madison seven and a half. I locked it up this afternoon. Um, and again, it, I mean, it really goes back to what you guys are saying. West, or it's not West, but Satterfield's seat is getting hotter by the day. He gave, he got a little bit of gracious by beating Wake, and they again, that's just fluky to me. James Madison is coming off a bye, and this is by far the best team they are playing all year. So you know that they're scheming up, and they're so hyped to do it first year in D1 or FBS, whatever you want to call it. I think we're going to get the best effort of, of James Madison this year. Um, and, and seven and a half is too many. Louisville's not good. They're, I think, I think we're catching value. I would have made this game six, but you know, I think the market steamed them a little bit too high after the big win at wake. I think there's too many points being given here. So I'm going to be back in James Madison. Oh, I don't hate it. It's, inter it's an interesting pick. A little bit off the, off the radar. Yeah. I think I'd be on Louisville, quite frankly. It, I don't know. Malik Cunningham is going to be by far the best athlete that, that James I mean, Madison Louisville's playing good ball year. now, too. I mean, they're, yeah. they're playing good. They're playing good right now. So, 
Yeah, they, they got to a rough start. I mean, when you lose to Boston College, that's terrible. But I don't. I mean, they, they're playing good ball right now, so I it's it's interesting. Kyler, how many points do you think James Madison scores? Oh, I would say twenty. I think it's going to be about a twenty-three twenty game. Um, Damn. I, I don't think Louisville's defense is 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 certainly as good as being advertised. And again, just the eight turnovers last week. They're I could be eating crow here, and maybe they do not eight, obviously, but get a few more back. But James Madison is just that gritty team that you throw on and you look and you're like, that team stinks. And before you know it, it's the fourth quarter and they're up a field goal. Yeah, I don't know why teams throw James Madison on their schedule. Even when they were in the, even when they were in the FCS, they were still freaking good too. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Well, let's. Yep. Anybody can do that these days. Uh, not not the '09 like teams. Those were good Tech teams. James well, yeah, Tech. we're not talking decades ago. Yeah, sorry, I was just thinking about the glory days. <laughs> All right, uh, James Madison plus seven and a hook. Uh, you got anything else? I do. I've got another stinky one. It's another hold your nose. Um, but but I have to back Auburn this week. Um, oh, wow. I, I think that too many points are given. This line has steamed up too high. I, I've got it at 13 and a half. I don't know where it currently stands. Yeah, you get 13 and a half. I would I, – personally, I'd wait and hold off on firing. You might catch a 14 here, but anything below 13 is not a bet. 13, 13 and a half, or 14 – um shockingly Auburn actually plays the pass on defense pretty well and Mississippi State is going to throw it and throw it and throw it and you're catching the the dumpster fire that was Brian Harson. they're bringing in Cadillac Williams you were talking about 09 what a guy I, I just think that um you know it sounds cliche but rallying around a transfer uh, a change of leadership here I'm not saying they win this game by any means but I think they do keep it close um, again, 13 and a half is just too many points for me. It's, it's stinky, but, um, it's too many points. You're betting on the pass. I had no clue he was the interim head coach. Yeah. Cadillac Williams is back. That's dope. Yeah. That's he's that's been cool. there. I, I don't know what I, I guess running backs coach for a while. Um, I'm not positive on that. He's been on staff since 2019 and I, well, he was. Like Derek yeah. Brown, the, the Panthers defensive tackle, even tweeted out like that he was wanting this. And, and not, obviously, he doesn't have a lot of say. But when you get former players preaching for someone on staff like this, like, I don't know. It just it just feels like that they're going to rally around this. There's been a lot of like stepping on eggshells. You know, everyone knew Harson was going to get fired. But when it was going to be now, now that's done and everyone can relax a little bit. And I could see Bigsby having a decent little game here. So, um, again, just, just too many points for me. I'm, I'm going to take Auburn. Damn, that's cool. Is that? Wow, he, he catches IMG Academy. <clears throat> Interesting. I like it was a beast. Yeah, he was. He was a monster. Good luck, dude. I'm <laughs> hell no. Yeah, I've got some plays in here that just you're not going to want to They're going to have that emotional after, after firing their head coach kind of game. Yep. It's, hey, if you were to back that blindly over the years, that that is a winning method, and that's not solely what it is here, but I don't know. Feels good to me my mind. <clears throat> and I've got one more. I wasn't going to say it, but I don't think uh, I've got to give an under. I never bet over, so I've got to give an under. Um, I am taking the under in Ohio State Northwestern, 
D, I think, is the number right now. It, it, it's too many points. Ohio State is going to cruise to this. I don't know that Ryan Day is going to run it up. I could clearly see them scoring 42, maybe 49, and then you're kind of sweating how many points Northwestern scores, but I don't think they're getting double digits. Um, 60 is just a little bit too high, or 60 and a half, I guess. Just um, too many points. Don't 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 watch it. Just check your phone at, at about halfway through the third quarter and know that Ryan Day is going to sit on that lead. Not going to want to expose too much to uh, Michigan here in a month, so they're going to keep that card play card to the to the chest a little bit. And uh, I, I don't I don't think we're even going to have to sweat 60 to be honest. I could see this in the low 50s, high 40s. You're all banking on how many points Ohio State really wants to score. I'll support it. It's not bad. That's it for me, though, boys. Um, yeah. All right. Um, there's one more play that we need to get out. It is the pipe and hot pick of the week from 910 Coastal Barbecue. They are taking Arkansas, laying 13 and a hook against Liberty. If you look at what Liberty's done this year, they've played decent teams pretty close. Um, they definitely see value in the picks here. I don't know if this is just like a blind, like, SEC versus – like group group of five um wish i got a little bit more explanation but like liberty Liberty's um, a joke Hugh freezes the hell of coach if he just stay out of trouble he he'd be power five but he just got a fat deal too five yeah, like, five million a year for the next i think i forget how many years it was a lot of people were saying he'd be good for the auburn auburn uh, gig but i don't know now since you just got that massive contract do you think Deion Sanders gets the Auburn job? That'd be awesome. I'm all for that. But yeah, I don't know. That that one's interesting. I mean, I think eventually we all know Deion's gonna end up at Florida State, but I mean for, for now, I think it would be nice. I mean, he needs a good start or he needs somewhere to uh kind of build his resume. And I mean, I could see Auburn. Norville's just winning football games though. They uh they put it on Georgia Tech last weekend covered. Yeah. I mean, you know Dion's going to bring the recruits. Liberty's only lost one game this year, and it was by a point at Wake, and that was with their backup quarterback. Liberty. I mean, it, it is at Arkansas, and and like you guys said, the, the SEC versus Liberty screams like you should back it, but, man, 14, 13 and a half seems, seems like a lot. Liberty's good. Don't, don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I know the pipe and hot pick of the week. What is it, eight and three this season? Let's verify. Hey. That's yeah, all you yeah. need to know. Yeah, that's, it's eight and three this fire. season. That's fire. Just take it, but damn, that I, I don't like it. Um, what do you guys think about this game on the screen right here? Yeah, this one. I mean, I I think it's screen Florida State here. I mean, you know, there's been, there's going to be about 10, 10 Miami fans and Coral Gables or whatever, so the crowd's not going to be an issue. I mean, you think Florida State is the easy pick here? I'd go the other way. I think you're going to get. Miami's best effort of the year, in-state rivalry. This game is huge for recruiting purposes. Mike Norvell's got it going on on the recruiting trail. Miami just got a top five recruit just announced the last couple of weeks. This is huge. It, it's a stinky game, but this is really going to sway, in my opinion, where those stud athletes are going from in, in the you know Miami side of towns if they're going to go to Florida State or Miami. Like this, I, I don't know. Seven and a half seems like a lot for a rivalry game, too. I, I know – Miami stinks out loud. Don't get me wrong, but 
It's a big, big game. Seven and a half is a lot. <clears throat> if I could get that this game at six, I'd hammer Florida State. Yeah. Because I, I don't think home court advantage matters in Coral Gables. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's literally no crowd there. Like, nobody goes to the games. And let's be real. Uh, do, you, do you guys know what Van Dyke's status is? Is he still hurt? Or well, yeah, I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Even though it's not like Van Dyke was exactly crushing it either when he was playing. So, Gosh, I mean, that, that opens up a can of worms with me. I, I, Mario Cristobal, hell of a recruiter. But that man had Justin Herbert at Oregon, and no one know, knew who Justin Herbert was at Oregon. I think Van Dyke is talented. I'm not saying he's the next Justin Herbert by any means, but I don't know that Cristobal's got it going on offensively. All right. I think we've hit pretty much every big game. If there's anything else you guys want to cover, feel free to stop me. Real quick, real quick. Bam uh, LSU. Yeah, exactly. That That's a sneaky game right there. I, would, I, I didn't bet it, but 13 and a half – yeah, I was Brian thinking, Kelly is a hell of a coach. He's he's a dick and he sucks. But who I was thinking about taking LSU in that game, honestly. Yeah, that's a night game too, isn't it? It sure is. Seven, yeah, you know, Baton Rouge at night. Hey, think about it like this too. Like Brian Kelly's claim of fame was taking Notre Dame to the playoffs and he got smoked by Bama. Yep. And listen, I I would he not have the athletes. Now he now he's got the athletes. I'm I can guarantee I you this is his Super Bowl. I, I would not be surprised to see LSU win that game. I'll go ahead and say it right now. That game screams upset to me. You know, if I had to play this game, and this game was on my card before I took it off, I had Bama laying the 13 and a half. Really? But wow. I think wow. this would be a there's good. nothing There's nothing that has convinced me of Bama this Yeah, game. me either. He's laying two, almost two touchdowns on the road versus a solid LSU squad. Dude, but say, it's everything we've already said. Saban saw the poll. They need style points. They're going to blow out LSU. I just don't know how good Alabama is. I mean, defensively, like their cornerbacks are not that great. Jaden Daniels could have a field – or uh, yeah, yeah. Jaden Daniels could have a field day here, honestly. My biggest future of the year was Bama winning the title at, like, plus 210. And, um, I mean, when you think about what they had coming into the season, they had the – Heisman Trophy winner, and one of the best line, <laughs> and then one of the best defensive linemen in Will Anderson coming back. You had arguably the best offensive and best defensive player in the nation, and mm-hmm. I, I am very worried about that future. Obviously, this, this game is. I mean, Georgia Tennessee is rightfully so getting the majority of the like hype, but this game is under the radar right here. I mean, this game is going to be interesting. It's nice that they're not together too. We can yeah. uh, we can watch the Tennessee Georgia and then coast on into a nice little evening <laughs> delight of Bama LSU because that 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 Marcus on this note, please give us a little insight to the uh, bachelor party down in Baton Rouge here recently. Oh man, <laughs> I mean you saw it on game day. Imagine how crazy that place is going to be for a nighttime with yeah. Bama coming in. That, this yeah. is the game. You should have had your buddy push back the the uh, bachelor party in a couple of weeks because this is the game you should have gone to. Well, you know, originally if, uh, if our buddy Patrick didn't get married the second week of October or third, we were supposed to go to LSU, Tennessee. Um, but I'm, I mean, that was a blowout. So I'm kind of glad we skipped that one um, and actually got to see LSU win a game at home. Uh, yeah. Not, not giving out details um, on the trip in for, for the public to hear, but it was, it was a good time. I love Baton Rouge. I hear Baton Rouge loves you too. 
Yes, never done me wrong. <laughs> All right, um, so KG, we know your play for the power parlay. It is uh, Penn State laying 14. Um, now, on Coastal Barbecue is on Arkansas 13 and a hook. Mm, Brett, you know where you're going yet? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Baylor, uh, Oklahoma over 58 and a half or 57 and a half, whatever I got it at. Yep, 57 and a hook. And I will take, hmm, I guess we'll know if this power parlay hits late because uh, NC State weight kicks at eight o'clock. I'll take weight laying four and a hook. They can't, they can't, it's about the same number as last week. They can't do me dirty two times. NC State don't have enough offense to keep up. Those are my thoughts. We're going to hit it, boys. I have no doubt that power parlay is cashing this week. Do have to address this. Um, KG, your big, big music uh, connoisseur, offset. He's gone. RIP, man. Saw that man in, in Vegas a few times, not like one-on-one by any means, or nor did I ever say a word to him. But uh, that's tough, man. That's that's tragic. And that's not the first rapper to go. Like That's like the sixth in the last year and a half. It's crazy. Yeah, amigos. I mean, no, they obviously can't all get back together now. But he he brought us into the show. Get right with you. Um, one of the first like hits. That's from the original Culture album. Yeah, amigos. I mean, it, you think about like our time in college. Amigos were big. I, mean, I remember going down to Panama City for spring break. Like mumble rap, like ad lib rapping. Yeah, amigos was huge. And even till now, like Culture Three, great album. Um, of course, you had like Offset and Quavo doing their own little thing with all like with take off on the side, and it, it, I had no idea that Quavo was his uncle. I think I read that today. Yeah, or excuse me, I was saying this all backward. Takeoff passed away, not Offset. Dude, I, I got everything messed up. But yeah, it's sad day, real sad day in the music industry. If you um, if you guys are Instagram connoisseurs, go over to uh, Lil Boosie's Instagram and just watch the video that he put out about it. It's very good. <laughs> Boosie, he's the man. Speaking of Bob Rouge. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, LA, LA's finest. All right, uh, let's go ahead and recap. Uh, power parlay, we have Wake laying four and a hook. My pick, Brett's pick, Baylor, Oklahoma over 57 and a hook. Kyler's play, Penn State laying 14. And then nominal Coastal Barbecue, keeping the lights on on the show, have Arkansas laying 13 and a half against Liberty. Uh, pipe and hot pick of the week is Arkansas laying 13 and a half by nominal Coastal Barbecue. And then we will jump into the cards. Kyler's card it stinks towards the end, so hold your nose. Uh, App State laying three on Thursday night. Texas A&M laying three and a half. Penn State laying 14. South Carolina a seven-point favorite. Clemson a four-point favorite going to South Bend. James Madison catching seven and a half at Louisville. Auburn 13 and a half point dog against Mississippi State. And finally, he is capping it off with Ohio State Northwestern under 60 and a half. He does not bet overs, only unders. Brett's card. Iowa State, I don't know why you're doing this, man. Iowa State, seven-and-a-half-point favorite against West Virginia. Uh, Chapel Hill, seven-and-a-half-point favorite against UVA. Baylor, Oklahoma, over 57 and a hook. Wake, laying four-and-a-half. And then Wake, NC State, over 54. And then Marcus, my card, ODU, plus three. Tennessee, plus eight-and-a-half in Athens. Against Brett, I'm taking the Mountaineers, a seven-and-a-half-point dog. I'm going to Iowa State. Texas laying two and a hook against Kansas State. Clemson laying four. Wake laying four and a half. And then jumped on with Brett Baylor, Oklahoma over 57 and a half as a principal play. Big 12, 
If it's in the 50s, take the over. Up, up, up. Looking forward to Halloween, guys. This is there's are there's some very good games this week. I mean, we know Tennessee and uh, Georgia, but like Bama and um, LSU will be great. There's some good good games this week weekend. So I'm I'm excited. A lot of action on the board. Uh, chat room's gonna be jumping. It was jumping tonight. And uh, KG, thanks again for coming on. You did treat us right. You how many plates you got? Two, four, six. You got a lot. Have eight. <laughs> I saw that that uh, guest picking overall at twenty three and twenty seven, and so I'm I'm hoping that I got enough plays in there to bring it over uh, five hundred. Let's do it. Give give us seven and one or eight now. That'd be hell. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you both for having me on. I always enjoy this, um, and obviously, best of luck to you all in our bets this weekend. No, for sure. Again, everybody, thank you for tuning in to half the distance to the goal. We'll chop it up next week. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy Bye, the games. see you guys.